0: and welcome back to another episode of college hockey talk i'm your host matt thank you so much for listening to today's episode and on today's podcast we have a very special guest we have patty casmeyer finalist and former boston university terrier victoria Bach on the podcast today but before we get to the interview i just like to ask if you can follow us on instagram spotify subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, leave a rating and review. Doing these things really helps our podcast grow, and I appreciate it so much. And if you're a returning listener, thank you so much for coming back. I appreciate that so much as well like i just mentioned victoria bach will be our podcast interview today great interview with her uh one of the best women's hockey players in the past decade in my opinion had almost 200 points with the terriers and like i mentioned was a patty casmeyer top three finalist back in 2018 so without further ado here is victoria bach enjoy everyone On today's podcast, we have former Boston University Terrier and Patty Kazmaier Award finalist in 2018, Victoria Bach. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Victoria, and how's everything going?
1: Good. Thank you so much for having me. Everything's going well. How about yourself?
0: I'm doing well, you know, just here in Boston watching the Bruins, and yeah, it's all good right here. Um, Nothing
1: like uh, playoff hockey in, in August.
0: Yeah, yeah, but you know, they've been struggling a bit, so hopefully, it won't be for too long if they keep playing the way they have been playing. Yeah. Now, my first question to you is how's quarantine been going for you, and how have you handled this entire pandemic personally?
1: Yeah, it's been going well. I mean, obviously, with so much uncertainty, you know, going on in our world, I just think that um, taking the time that we've Um, working on things that you wouldn't usually be able to work on um, off the ice so I've been taking that time you know getting stronger and um, also you know aside from the rink just spending that time um, you know seeing people that you haven't usually seen before reconnecting um, just really taking this time and um, making the most of it
0: and you grew up in Ontario how did you start playing hockey
1: yeah, I actually, I grew up in Milton and I started playing hockey when I was around seven years old. So I started playing pretty late, actually. I was watching the Olympics, actually, on TV. I think it was in 2002. And I was watching Team Canada play Team USA in the Olympics. And I turned to my parents and I was like, hey, I want to play hockey. I want to be just like them. And uh, I remember my dad was kind of just like, oh, like, it was funny because my dad played hockey growing up. And Um, he was kind of just like oh like hockey's kind of a guy sport and I remember with some convincing I um, uh, started skating lessons and then from there kind of just fell in love with hockey and um, I remember my dad would build me rinks in my backyard and start and um, like I said I never thought well, hockey would take this far but um, it's been an incredible journey.
0: And who was your favorite hockey player growing up?
1: Favorite hockey player growing up um, would probably have to be Sidney Crosby. Um, I've always watched him since I was a little kid, and I remember him scoring that big goal in the Olympics. Yeah, he's probably my favorite, favorite to watch.
0: That's great, man. Before Boston University, you started playing for the Oakville Hornets. Talk about that experience and what it meant to you.
1: Yeah, it was, it was awesome to get the chance to play in the Hornets organization, I think. Um, for me, just growing up there, um, you know, getting the chance to play. I remember I was in Bantam and I actually got called up to go play for their junior team there. So I was around like 14 years old, I think, and got called up to go play with the older girls. So that was kind of the point in my career where I was like, wow, maybe hockey is something that can take me far. And um, I remember just getting called up and playing. And then the following year, I actually skipped my Bantam year. Uh, And I went and played um, junior with the Hornets.
0: So, now you also had the opportunity to play for the Mississauga Mississauga Junior Chiefs. I'm sorry. How did that experience help you prepare for college hockey?
1: I think think getting the chance to play in the PWHL was awesome. I mean, it was you know the highest level for us to play in in Ontario. And I I think that you know getting the chance to play against all those girls, like I said, you know even when I started playing, I was a younger player playing junior, getting the chance to mature and grow as a player and then obviously making that transition from the pwhl to ncaa um obviously you know there's a big change and change in pace and i think you know the pwhl did definitely help um you know prepare me to go into the ncaa and um like i said it was a great league to play in and i learned a lot and um it was awesome to be able to get the chance to you know get the opportunity to be able to go play in the ncaa from being scouted playing in the pwhl
0: And you also got the opportunity to play for your country at the Under-18 World Championships. Talk about winning the gold medal and playing for your country.
1: Yeah, it's probably one of my favorite memories, you know, just getting the chance. I remember we were in Budapest, Hungary that year. Um, Just an opportunity for me to wear the Maple Leaf for the first time. I remember I was super excited. My whole family came up to watch that. And um, we just honestly had such a great group that year. Like, we all still are really close. We all still talk, and... Um, I just remember, you know, in that final game beating the U.S. And um, honestly, it was probably one of my most favorite memories of hockey, getting the chance to go there and win the gold medal. And I just remember after we won, actually, that was the year that the women's team, uh, they won gold at the Olympics and our men's team won gold at the Olympics. So after after we won, we had a gala and it was in Vancouver. And I remember we all got to go there and I was with some of my like favorite players and with them just such an incredible experience, one that I'll never forget.
0: And you were also part of two championship squads with Team Ontario. What was the experience like playing in the World Championship versus playing for your Providence, province?
1: Yeah, I think any opportunity that you get to represent something big like that, go on the big stage, it's it's a huge honor. And um, I think, you know, another favorite memory of mine was the chance to get to play at Nationals. I remember um, there was two teams always that we sent to Nationals. So we have a Team Ontario Red and a Team Ontario Blue. And the first year of Nationals, I got picked to play for Team Ontario Blue. So it was kind of like Blue was like the second team. And so we kind of went in there, the underdogs. And um, we had a great group. We had a lot of fun. And we actually ended up winning the tournament. Uh, we, went, we won Nationals for the first time in history. It was the first time that Blue ever won. So that was super exciting a memory for me. Just getting a chance to do that. And then the following year I played for team red um, and that was a great experience as well. We got to win nationals again. So um, it's pretty awesome.
0: That sounds amazing. And talk about your recruiting process and what made you want to go to Boston university
1: it was a pretty crazy process. Like I thought it was amazing how I got the chance to, you know, go, go visit schools and kind of narrow it down. And um, I just remember I had my, my visit planned to Boston, Boston university. And I was going with my dad actually. And I went down there and I was like, wow, like I love this city. And I kind of looked at my dad and he was like, yep, (laughs) like this is the place. And then I remember my mom didn't see the school yet. So we came back for another visit. That's, that's how much I liked it. And From there, I met with the coaches and I did my official visit there, and I just knew it was the place I wanted to spend four years. I mean, the city was incredible. Um, You know, um, the hockey was amazing. So, overall, I was so happy with my decision, and I had a great four years there.
0: What do you think was the biggest adjustment you had to make to playing college hockey?
1: I think the biggest adjustment, you know, going from playing junior hockey, I know, you know, you're the all star of the team. A lot of girls, you know, are looked to there i know for me i was looked to when i played junior to create offense you know score goals and um you know be a playmaker so once you go to that next ncaa level and you get there a lot of times you know all these girls are two three years older than you so um you kind of start at a role where you got to build your way up and you got to work hard and you got to improve on all areas of your game so for me just to you know, you're on the first line when you play junior, Um, you go to the NCAA and you're usually not on the first line, you're a rookie, right? So you got to really work hard, you got to prove yourself and um, do your best to help the team win. And I think that was probably the biggest adjustment for me was just making sure that I changed my game to be an overall, you know, elite player and to be able to play at that NCAA level. That's what you had to do. So um, I think it was definitely a great experience getting the chance to play, um, you know, against some of the best players in the world all, all the time. So um, overall, yeah, I think the biggest thing is just adjusting your game and as well as the speed of the game. That was probably the biggest for me.
0: And in your first season at BU, you won the Hockey East Championship against the number one team in the country, Boston College. What was that playoff run like? And talk about what it was like to upset the number one team in the country.
1: Yes, this was my most favorite year uh, at BU, just getting the chance to play. I know my freshman year I got the chance to play with Mary Phillip Land was – you know, someone I really looked up to one of my favorite players. And so just getting the chance to play with her and have her as a leader. Well, I remember we were kind of game underdogs and, um, it was actually down in the Cape Cod, which was really cool experience. We had, uh, you know, the Boston college fans on one side, we had the Boston university fans, the other side, we had both bands there, which is amazing. So the energy was incredible. I remember all the families came out, my family came out to watch and we ended up winning. And I just remember how exciting that was. Um, that's definitely one of my favorite memories just our team was so close that year and um just for us for it to pay off this was, was amazing
0: you also had your first NCAA tournament experience against Wisconsin that same year what did you take away from that experience even though your team lost
1: when walking into the rink I mean the fans were incredible there I mean uh the entire rink was packed <laughs> they had like chants going on and um I, m- I remember going into that game we, we all just went into that game with an open mind and Um, It ended up not going the way that we wanted it to but I think for me just getting that experience as a freshman getting to play at that in that elite game and kind of setting myself up for the next three years of what it's going to be like to get to push yourself to get to those games was incredible for me and um, a good experience like I said it wasn't the results we wanted but just the learning experience along the way was was awesome.
0: And you lost the hockey semifinals the next year, your sophomore season, against Boston College. What was the difference between that game your freshman year versus your sophomore year, and what emotions were you feeling after losing that
1: game? My sophomore year now, it seems like it was kind of kind of long ago. But um, I think you know, just going in my freshman year, uh, like I said, you know, you're kind of just discovering everything. Um, you know, you're learning from everyone else around you, and I think going into my sophomore year, I felt more confident and um, I, I was confident in our team as well. Like we had a great team that year. Uh, I remember, I remember, I think we were playing, yeah, we were playing against Northeastern. I think it was that we lost in the semis. Um, yeah, I think, I think that year, I'm, I'm trying to remember now, cause <laughs> my sophomore year. Um, yeah, like I said, like we had a great team that year. I think it's just, you know, we came up short in that, in that final game. Obviously I was pretty upset and, just going from winning, and I just remember the celebrations and how much fun we had after that. Um, kind of set us up for the following year, and then you know, winning and then going and losing. I think was obviously hard, but um, I think that just made us better as a group and just more determined for the following year.
0: And in your junior season, you Boston University got to host the Hockey's tournament. What was it like playing in front of your home fans during the semifinals?
1: That was yeah, that was really cool um I, I remember I was so excited that we got to play I think uh all of our fans came out I think all the other sports teams that was a great the great part about playing at BU is we had such a tight-knit um sport community there that you know all the athletes would go and support each other and come watch our games and we had a lot of friends from different sports teams so I think that was incredible that they got the chance to come out and cheer us on and it was just a full crowd so that was a great experience
0: and you did lose that semifinals game against Northeastern what do you think went wrong in that game?
1: um in that game if I can recall I mean um seems like it was a long time ago but I, I think you know actually we might have gone into some penalty troubles that game that year um remember in the finals I think uh we got called for a penalty yeah now that I recall we got called for a penalty within like the last two minutes they were on the power play and they ended up scoring and I remember we were all just like so upset you know stuff happens in hockey and you got to move past it and move forward and like I said it was just a great experience to get to play at home in front of all of our friends and and family and fans.
0: And coming into your senior year what type of leadership were you hoping to bring to the team especially with an assistant captain title to your name?
1: Yeah, I think I was super excited that year just because, you know, we had we had new coaches that year so it was kind of a rebuild year and we had we had a lot of freshmen coming in and because like I said I remember being a freshman and having all those older girls that I looked up to and they were always there for me. And I wanted to be just like that for our freshmen, but, uh, but, but help them out as much as they can, as I can. And um, it was a great opportunity to be a leader on that team. And I think uh, overall that was a really good year. We had a lot of fun and, um, you know, it was, maybe it didn't go the way that we wanted, but um, it was definitely one of my most favorite memorable years of hockey.
0: Now talk about what it's like to play in the bean pot. And even though you never won one, just talk about playing in those type of games and what it meant to you.
1: Yeah, that was also another thing that really attracted me to, you know, the Boston, uh, going to Boston University was just um, being able to see that Beanpot. I know it's such a big thing for all of us. It's I just think that tournament's incredible, right? Bringing all the Boston schools together, and you know, no better way than to play some hockey and uh, compete against each other and teams that you usually don't get to play against because we played in hockey. So get that opportunity and go to their rank, play in their rank, see what it's like. So that was really cool. Um, and also another cool thing was just being able to see the crowd. I think the fans were insane at, at every game, right? Because like everyone from Boston kind of comes out and watches. So uh, that was a really cool experience. And it was also fun because we got to get watch the men's side of things as well. So their Beanpot tournament is pretty cool because they play at like TD Garden and stuff. So not only was it exciting for us, but it was exciting for us as a school to be able to cheer on the men's team and um, see that, that whole process going on. It was, it was pretty awesome.
0: And you lost your final game in college hockey against Maine in overtime, and that you lost that series as well. What did you take away from those games, and what emotions were you feeling after playing your final college hockey game?
1: That's Yeah, that's always hard. I mean, your final game, no matter what, even if you win or you lose, is always a sad one. And I uh, still never forget that game, honestly. That's right on all four years. And I think that, that was hard for me, you know, losing in overtime and knowing that was my last college game uh, was, was, was sad. But at the same time, like, you look back at all the memories that you made and um, all the success you've had as team individually, things you've accomplished. And, you know, it really kind of all comes back to you in that moment. So um, it was definitely a hard way to lose, but I think at the same time, um, just grew as a person, you get stronger from that, you know, things that you got to work on and um, as well as just remembering all the amazing things that you did at Boston and the memories that you made forever.
0: And on a more positive note, you were a finalist for the Patty Kazmaier Award. Talk about what it was like to be nominated and considered and for such a prestigious award.
1: Yeah, I mean, just seeing all the amazing players that have been nominated for that award before um, isn't incredible. And, um, you know, just just to be nominated that year, I was super excited. And, um, you know, I was super happy for, you know, Daryl for winning that year. And um, it was pretty cool just because – Just to, like I said, just to get nominated, but it's pretty cool because playing against all those girls and um, just seeing who's been nominated for the award before, um, and to be in those kind of shoes and footsteps was was awesome for me.
0: Now on a more, um, now on a more positive note, when you look back to your time as a Terrier, what do you remember the most, and what was like your favorite memory from that experience?
1: Honestly, like every single time I think about BU, I just think about all of the memories that I've made and like the friends that I've made along the way, I think, you know, it's been incredible just to see how many of the girls that I still talk to from school, like they're all my best friends. And um, you really, you really get to become like family when you're there at at school. And not only that, I think just the education there as well. Like I loved going to school in Boston and um, all of our professors there were amazing. You know, you really make good connections with all of them. And Um, down the road you know they help you out and I can message them at any point and they'd be there and willing to to help and I think another thing just hockey like help you know they helped me develop into a to a player that I am today so playing there for four years was awesome and um, overall just the experience like people always tell me you know before you go to school they're like make sure you cherish everything because four years goes by like in the snap of the fingers and You know, when you're a freshman, you're kind of just like, yeah, yeah, okay. And then when you're a senior, you're like, you know what? Yeah, you were so right. So I think just like some advice that I say to the girls that are going into university next year or, you know, they're going to be a freshman is, you know, just to enjoy every moment. And my biggest thing is, you know, to be a sponge. I I like using that analogy a lot. Um, Really taking everything in. Um, Like I said, making those connections, um, making those memories together because, like I said, it goes by in the snap of a finger. So
0: and what was your favorite road arena to play in in college hockey
1: Ooh, i would have to say my favorite rink oh, i really enjoyed playing at providence as well as it's a tough one i liked playing i liked playing in vermont it was a big rink and i just liked um the city down there like it was it was beautiful you go to like church street and stuff so i just remember every time we had a game in vermont I would get all excited because coach would always take us out for like a nice dinner down on church street. So that's probably my two favorite. Yeah. Prob- I would have to say Providence and I liked playing um, at Vermont, but I also liked playing at BU, but that's biased because that's my ring, but that was probably my favorite ring.
0: Yeah. After college you went to the CWHL. What was that experience like for you and what made you want to go there?
1: Yeah. I knew after my last year at BU that I wanted to continue playing and um, you know, a goal of mine that I have is, you know, to make the Olympic team. And um, for me, you know, getting the chance to play in the CWHL against, you know, the best of the best, all the all the Olympians are playing in that league. Um, you know, that was an option that I had and I definitely wanted to do it. So I remember getting drafted in the summer to Markham, which I was super excited about. And um, overall, it was an amazing year there. Just it was great hockey. And um, it was a great experience getting to play pro. Um, obviously, it's it's a big step down. Aside from hockey, it's a big step down going from NCAA to playing for the Markham Thunder in terms of things like, um, you know, getting treated like a professional. I think it was hard for us. Just a lot of girls would all work, you know, nine to five. I was actually working. Um, so, you know, going from work, going to the rink, um, trying to perform at your best is, is hard in a lot of situations and um, little things that we didn't get, like even little things like tape and um you know all that stuff it it was hard it was a hard year but um that's that's what we're fighting for now with this pwhpa and um i'm super excited about what, what we have in store for the future and the next generation so um it was great to play in that league and like i said it was great to play against olympians great competition and help prepare me um for my next level of hockey
0: and like you just mentioned you now play for the pwpha or pwhpa Uh, What is that league? And tell the listeners what that league is and what made you want to decide to play there?
1: Yeah, so basically uh, we got an email one day saying that the CWHL was being shut down and, um, you know, all of us girls came together and we created a league um, or we all of us girls came together to create a showcase so that we can all showcase our talent um, and we can go in tournaments and we get the chance to play in front of young girls and help inspire them and and hopes that we can create a long-term professional, um, sustainable league for us. So, um, you know, all of us girls have been playing in showcases this year. We played in um, about five showcases, which was incredible. Um, you know, seeing all the fans, the young girls. Um, we hope that we could inspire them in this past year. And um, I think what we're doing is incredible. Like we we want to be able to, you know, not have to work a nine to five job and go go play hockey and you know, we want to be able to make hockey um our job and I think for us even little things like uh care we don't get healthcare, care we don't get trainers things like that um I think it's super important you know if you want to play at your best and succeed you got to be surrounded by the best so um that's what we're pushing for and it was a great year this year and I'm excited for next year uh to see what's to come
0: now we're in the non-hockey segment of the podcast and my first non-hockey question to you was: what's your favorite part about Boston that isn't like BU-related?
1: My favorite part about Boston is definitely I love Kenmore Square. Um, We would go to Fenway a lot. So uh, in our spare time, we would always, they have like the best restaurants down there and we would go and watch Red Sox games. Um, I love that. Uh, Like, we would just get like tickets and on like a random day and we would just go watch the Red Sox. So That's probably my favorite part, just exploring. I'm a huge foodie person. So I love trying new restaurants. And I think we did that a lot. And also, I'd have to say New Street is probably one of my favorite places. Probably not my parents' favorite place because I would go shopping there a lot. But um, whenever we would have a day off or a free time, we would usually go exploring in one of those two places. So those are probably my favorites. really pretty down there, too.
0: Yeah, definitely. And if you could have lunch with anyone in the world, who would it be and why?
1: Ooh, there's so many people I'd want to have lunch with, but... um. Honestly, I think for me, someone who's been so influential in my life, and I just looked at everything she's accomplished, is someone like Billie Jean King. I think she's just incredible. Um, to be able to just pick her ear and have lunch with her, and I've, we've actually, um, I think having someone like her would be awesome.
0: That's cool. And what's your biggest pet peeve?
1: Biggest pet peeve is slow drivers on. On the highway, when people are you're driving in like the fast lane, there's a slow driver, and I hate traffic. Traffic is just the worst. So I would probably have to say, yeah, I would probably just say slow drivers.
0: That I can agree with you on that. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite outdoor activity?
1: My favorite outdoor activity is definitely golf. Right now, um, we've been getting in a lot of rounds with COVID and everything being closed. We, uh, a bunch of the girls we've been going or well, been trying to go a couple of times a week. So it's definitely my favorite outdoor activity right now. Lots of fun.
0: What's been your favorite class you've ever taken at BU?
1: Ooh, favorite class I've ever taken? Probably I would have to say um, my senior year at BU. I took a really cool class. Um, it was, I just love the professor. He was a great guy. He's actually uh, he was like from Toronto, I'm pretty sure. Um, it was a, like a portfolio development class. It was really cool. So we would just like create, basically work for like our portfolio. Uh, I was in comm so it was in advertising. So it was a really fun year. We would do like really cool projects and we get to work together with different people. And um, we would do a bunch of ads. Basically what he would do is he would give us, um, you know, some type of like pitch and we would make campaigns, which is really cool because we did some, some for, like, Tic Tac and, like, Costco. And it was actually cool because um, whoever, like, we would put our uh, – basically, we put our ads into, like, a competition, and then whoever won the competition actually got their ad posted on that professional, like, website, which is really cool. So it was a cool class because it, it felt like real life. And I also really liked the professor.
0: Well, back to some hockey questions now. What should be done to grow the women's hockey game?
1: I think just, you know, more exposure for us. It's getting out there, getting in the media, Um, you know, growing up like games and that's kind of how I would be exposed to watching the women. And like I said, watching the Olympics on TV, but aside from an Olympic year, you don't see these female athletes. Right. And I think for me, like growing up, I I would watch a lot of guys hockey and I wouldn't be able to really say to you uh, like my favorite player is this player in women's hockey. And I think what we want is we want young girls to be able to be like my favorite player is this person because they get exposure to seeing us. And, um, you know, we're on TV and we're getting the proper media that, that we need. Um, so I think that's the biggest thing for us right now.
0: Now have you ever gone back to BU and what's your thoughts on the team that is currently on now?
1: Yeah, we actually, so I usually try and go back at least once or twice every year. Um, this year I was supposed to go back for alumni weekend, but got canceled because of COVID um, so I never got the chance to go back this year, which was sad. But my uh, last year, or the year before that, actually, I was playing. I was playing for Markham, we would play against after we even watched the game, which was awesome. And then I stayed in Boston, uh, got to watch them play uh, in their Bean Pot game. Actually, that they um, they won the Bean Pot that year, so that was really cool that I got to be there with them and experience that. So um, yeah, like I said, I try to go back at least once or twice a year. And then um, now, actually, this is the first year or this is the last year of the class that I've played with. So um, the 99s were freshmen when I was a senior. So now this will be the last year that they're playing. So after this, I won't really know too many players still playing there, um, but I'll definitely go up and support the team and watch. And um, I love going back to Boston. So any chance I get to go to Boston, I'm going to go
0: (laughs) for sure. Before we let you go, I was just wondering if there's any shout-outs you'd like to make to any former teammates, friends, or family members.
1: Um, i probably have to say no specific shout-outs, just to everyone. Just that I um, miss everyone, and I wish that we could all be back together there for the alumni weekend. That would have been awesome. Um, but definitely, I hope everyone's staying safe. hope everyone's staying healthy. Um, couple of shout-outs to one of my teammates, just had a baby, which is super exciting, my past former teammate. Alexis Miller now, but Alexis Crosley. We can't wait to meet her baby. Um, and yeah, just like I said, I, I miss everyone. And I hope everyone's staying safe and healthy. And hopefully we can all be back in Boston together soon. and Reconnect.
0: Well, thank you so much, Victoria, for coming on the podcast. I wish you all the best in the future. And like I said, stay safe and healthy.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Stay safe and healthy.
0: Once again, I just want to say thank you so much to Victoria for coming on our podcast. I appreciate it so much. Wish her nothing but the best with the PWHPA. I know she's going to do great things with that organization. But that'll wrap up today's podcast. We do actually have some college hockey news. as you guys might have known, the ECAC is going to be splitting up its conference into two divisions. And starting January 1st, or around January, early January, they're gonna be just playing in those divisions. And then eventually, I would assume that they will, whoever wins those two divisions, will face off in the finals, and whoever wins that will make the national tournament. Uh, I kind of, I'm, the one thing I like about it is it's showing that college hockey is going to try to come up with a plan to return for this season, which is good to hear, because obviously I want college hockey to return as quickly as possible, and I think the ECAC is going to be one of the later conferences to start, just because of all the Ivy League schools that are in it, and as you guys know, Ivy League is not playing until at least January, but I also kind of don't like the way they're setting it up, just because, it's so, like, it's only five teams. I think it will build rivalries, which would be nice to see. But I just think it's not genuine enough just because you're only playing five teams. And I think some teams potentially might get lucky or slip in or might not be in positions in the standings that they should be in. I don't know. I just, not. I'm not really a fan of it. I think, you know, five-team conference, and at least for men's hockey, is just very short. And it just, I don't know. Just playing five teams will get kind of, I don't know. I just personally, it's not something I would have done but at least it's something and it's good to see that college hockey is trying to get something done or at least the ECAC is um I don't suspect this is will happen for hockey it's just because the teams play so close to each other and who knows what the Big 10 or WCHA will do for the men's side and I'm assuming the ECAC division split is going to pertain to the women's side as well I'm not sure about that um but we'll see what happens I think it will be interesting to see Um, I hope some rivalries build up, and I think it'll be nice to see, but I guess we'll see, as I say see a lot, but uh, yeah, well that'll wrap up today's episode, finally, I hope you guys enjoyed the interview, I hope you guys enjoyed my little analysis about that, I'm sorry I didn't articulate it the best, I really just saw this news right before we started recording, but I'll get more into in depth in it in tomorrow's episode. But thank you so much for listening. Thank you for hearing my initial reaction to that. And I'll see you guys um, tomorrow with another episode. We have another episode released today as well. It's with UMass Lowell Forward, Matt Brown. Please check that out if you haven't already. Once again, have a great day, everyone. Peace. About to leave. Already packing. Come with me. I'm not really asking. We'll get away